There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. I am Kern. I'm Rose. And I am Desmond. Sweet. I did the intro this time yay. because Chris isn't here. So, yay me. I get to talk first for once. Um, we're just going to jump right into it. I've been absent for a couple times here and there, sporadic schedule and everything. Yeah. And um, I know that you guys already talked about some of this stuff, but I want to just jump in. Uh, one was the Ghostbusters uh, film. I know you guys talked about that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give that a five out of a ten. And, and I'm going to say that on a on a very generous level with my five. I know Rose is probably going to be really disappointed in that, but um, <laughs> I'm just glad I thought it was an okay it. film. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't walk <laughs> away thinking that was, you know, so many minutes of my life that I'll never get back and right. I want to shoot somebody now. Um, but I thought McKinnon did a great job. Uh, oh, I, I loved her part. I thought she was quirky and uh, kind of hot yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> and uh, the, the other three, I thought they were cool too. They were okay. I mean, you know, they weren't fantastic. Uh, but uh, Hemsworth, I thought he did a, a pretty decent job. He kind of sold the idiot part. I almost felt that he that it was a little bit too much at some parts because there was a part where he kept reaching in his glasses and touching his eyes as if like to make sure everybody realized that he didn't have lenses in there when we got it the very first time. Right. Um, so, you know, I did it, did it a couple of times and I thought, eh, okay, kind of overselling that part, but whatever. Um, but the film was okay. I liked the special effects of the ghost. I thought they were pretty cool. I kind of wish I would have seen it in 3d. Well, did you have and, a favorite uh, ghost? Others? No, I mean, not really. I mean, not really. No, but the thing is, is that, you know, they, they can, they can say it's not a remake all they want. But there was so much crap in there, especially with the ghost, that was exactly from the first one. I mean, this, some of the same ghosts were in there, some of the same, like, oversized, you know, ghost and everything like that. Um, I did like the ending a little bit uh, better as far as the way they did it. In, instead of just, like, crossing the streams and uh, and blowing <laughs> up the, you know, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or whatever he was called. Uh, I thought that was okay to an extent, you know, because um, I was really going to get pissed off if they would have crossed the streams to take out the main ghost. That was really going to really piss me off. Instead but of just blowing that, up so the that car. Was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But they and lost so, Ecto One. You know, yeah, yeah, but they got, you know, they got a they got a replacement. They're going to yeah. Uh, hopefully, they get an ambulance again. <laughs> right. Um, I did kind of like the cameos in that. Uh, you know, uh, Rick Moranis. I think he went on record. He kind of, you know, said something. I think he almost sounded a little bit uh, cocky in it, that it was almost kind of a waste of his time. Like, why would he Why would he go back and do that type, type deal? But everybody else pretty much was in it that's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I wondered you know, why Sigourney he wasn't Weaver. in it. He, I, I saw something where he made some kind of a snide comment about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like, why but would he – he wasn't interested in it. Why would he go do it? Type what thing. else is he doing right well, now? Well, he, he doesn't act. 
anymore. Okay. He does some voice acting. He quit because his wife died and he Aww. wanted to raise his family. So that's why he dropped off. Like, oh, that's where he's bit. Is he's been taking okay. care of his family. So, so. So, so now you're making me feel like an asshole. Oh, no. <laughs> if he said snide comments, I mean, if he said snide comments, he's still a jackass I, I, about it. I mean, that's I, fair right. game. The, the way I read the comment, it didn't make me make me understand anything about like what you just explained. It, it made it seem like he was just like, why would he want to go do that type attitude? I might be wrong, but but I did I did like some of the cameos. Um, did you like Bill Murray's there. cameo? You know, and that was the other thing um, I want to say. You know, they could say remake all they want, but basically in the first one, he played the same guy. He played the naysayer of this, just like the same guy. The only difference was is that that guy, and I, I don't remember if it was in the first one. I think it was in the first one. He he got them shut down. If you remember, he got them right. shut down, and then all the ghosts got released, and then they're like, "What? You know, what now? You know, you're the idiot that turned it off." And he was basically that same guy, except for this time what happened is he he wants to see the ghost. And, you know, um, I forgot what her name is, but she's like, oh, yeah, you want to see it? You want to see it? You want to see it? And then, you know, and then it never did say whether he got killed or not. I didn't understand whether he got killed or if he just got hurt. I think he got killed. But he went killed. flying out the window. I think he, I got think he died. Yeah. <laughs> he died. Yeah. He did. But he got thrown out the window. So it was not really exactly the same thing in that. But, you know, he was basically playing that same naysayer, you know. But no, I thought I thought he did a pretty good job. You know, I like Bill Murray. You know, I like Bill and Murray so, too. But I just didn't yeah. feel like I just we felt needed it fifteen was, minutes of Bill Murray. Right, and it I just felt it long. was too too much of of a lot of the same stuff from the first one. You know, there was some of the same exact ghost that was from the first one. Um, some of the same style of ghost, like the big giant ghost. You know, instead of being a marshmallow man, you know, and uh, all that. So I don't know. It just you know, like I said, they can say it wasn't a remake all they want, but it, to me, it screamed remake the whole entire time. So, on a scale of Ghostbusters 1 to Ghostbusters 2, how do you rate it? Oh, man. Yeah, because um, was it better, in your opinion, than Ghostbusters 2? Well, I, I would have to go back and see Ghostbusters 2 um, if, if I really want to go down that path. Remember how bad um, it was? So... Right. I don't know if I yeah. I don't know no if I want to relive some of those memories. <laughs> but um but it was definitely not better than the first Ghostbusters. I'm going to put it that way. Um no way. You know, there was no way it was better than the first Ghostbusters. I was just even, asking even if you yeah, even if you even if you were to take both those movies and try to put them in the same uh um uh, time of when when they'd be released like, you know, from 30 years ago to to now you know, put them closer together towards the same type of audience and everything like that, that would be watching them both for the same time. I still think Ghostbusters would be, would be better than the remake slash not remake. Slash yeah. Remake. Yeah. I think, I think that's true, but I was just, I don't think it's better than two, which means if there is a sequel, which we don't know because box office was up in the air, mm-hmm. this could still be the better Ghostbusters franchise because two was really, not great. I mean, I, I'm not going to bash it. It was just too much of a remake. And yeah. you called this a remake, but two is way much more of a remake in my book. Of course, it does right. have Bill Murray, so. Yeah. Yeah, Bill F. and Murray. <laughs> oh. All right. Hey, did you watch Star Trek? Oh, yes. Yes, I oh, did. Oh, yeah. Tell us about Star Trek, too. Catch you up on catch up um, on these things. Star Trek two? No, Star Trek no, Beyond. Trek Star two. Trek also. Tell me Star about Trek Star Trek also. as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, I like Star Trek. Uh, thought it was great. Uh, it was out of the the three that they've remade. Uh, this being the third one from you know 2009 until now, it was my favorite one. Yes, and uh, I love the storyline that they're going with. I love some of the new characters. You know the you know um, I can't remember what her name is, but um, she played in uh, oh what was she what was that movie uh, the British agency movie Kingsman. Uh, the Kingsman, yeah, the the yeah, the girl that's her. Played, yes, yeah, she had the bladed feet in the Kingsman, and she, uh, I can't remember what her character's name was in Star Trek, but I thought she was uh, awesome. Jayla. Oh, Jayla, in that. Jayla, yeah, Jayla. I thought she was awesome. I thought yeah. she looked great. I loved the makeup on her. I liked um, her a lot I loved, too. Yeah, I loved her battle style. Very solid. Uh, I, I thought she was great. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And uh, I love the new James T. Kirk. I, I, I felt like, for me, that it they showed him to be a little bit more mature than what he was in the previous two. And, uh, you know, obviously he was showing some of that maturity because he's actually considering a considering a admiral position, yeah. uh, which he turns down at the end. So, you know, I, I felt that that was pretty cool. And uh, the only thing that I had anything negative and, and it had no impact on the film at all was just some of the physics and, and it's just minor. They do this almost in every single film, but, you know, they did talk about the Franklin when they were getting ready to launch off the planet. And they said that it's not built to launch off the planet. They were they were assembled in space. They you know aren't made to go through the atmosphere and so forth and so on. And um, I thought, yes, that's spot on, because in the 2009 Star Trek, when uh, James C. Kirk goes up to that one ship that's being assembled. I can't remember if that was the enterprise at that time or not, but um, it's being assembled and uh, it's on the planet's surface on Earth's surface. And I thought that's crap that that never would happen. You know, they're going to assemble that in space. There's no way that can launch from from the planet. And uh, so when they said that in this new film, I thought, yes, that's totally accurate. But then they turned around five minutes later and slammed it into about 25 mountaintops <laughs> without sustaining any damage. So then I'm like, okay, so you forgot about your physics there for a second, I guess. So, But other than that, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I, I love how they paid homage to uh, Leonard Nimoy in there. Uh, I love that little piece. I didn't think it took away from it, and they didn't dwell on it too much, so it didn't make like a huge deal out of it. But I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, we had talked previously about how um, – Sulu was going to have a same-sex partner in there, and they were going to show that. Um, I don't know George Takei had said that he didn't really care for that because Sulu wasn't gay. And so it didn't really take away from the film, but it didn't add anything to the film either. I mean, that scene could have not been in the film, and it wouldn't have mattered. But it's one of those things. It's just like in any anything. You know, everybody's coming you know, they're, they're getting leave off the ship or whatever and they're right. coming in and they're greeting their families and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's going to be in there. So they, they decided to do that, which, you know, I'm totally okay with, you yeah, know, I thought it was, well, body, I thought but, it was well done. It didn't know. like take anything away from the film. It wasn't like, look at us, we're gay. Right. And we're going to make this the gay character. And then you can kind of see later on in the story, how like Sulu is especially afraid for his family that lives there whenever they right. find out what they're doing. So yeah, I thought that it right. was handled really well. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, like I said, it was, it was one of my, it, it was my favorite of the, of the three recent ones that they've done, Definitely. you know, and now, you know, you know, Simon Pegg had a big part in the writing. And so I was a little concerned about that, but 
after seeing the film, I, you know, I hope he writes something else. I'd like to see what else he can come up with. Yeah, yeah. me too. You know, so. Well, I think that I think from what I remember, one of my friends was telling me that uh, Simon Pegg had said, really, to write a good story for uh, Star Trek, all you really need is to write a story that's like a uh, either a political intrigue story or a like a mystery story and then just put it in space and call it Star Trek and put all the characters in it. And that's right. That was a lot of. That was a lot of uh, the next generation. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, and, and so it that's worked. and yeah, it works really yes, well, it and did. the story was really good. So I was really happy with it as well. Awesome. But yeah. So, do you, you have any other movies? Um. What else did I see? Um, did you watch Stranger Things by any chance? No. No. I need uh, to. It looks really good, and everybody says how awesome it is. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. good. I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the end of the last show. I just was going to tell Kern if he didn't catch it, he should definitely. I I did get in. completely caught up on um, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, I gotta gotta admit it kind of sucked me in. You know? <laughs> I thought it was a pretty interesting <laughs> interesting show, you know, and um and I don't I don't know how I you know I don't know if this says anything about me or not, but one of my favorite characters is oh man i'm so bad remembering characters names but it's the um obviously it's 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 a girl because it's girls prison women's prison but uh it's the the girl with the short black hair and the tattoos that's like the bull dyke and i'm not saying dyke to be offensive to anybody that's a lesbian out there or anything like that <laughs> but you know that's just how i'm describing her because that's how she you know i think you know, they even refer to her as that or something like that. But anyway, she's a very masculine, you know, right. uh, character. She's like my favorite, one of my favorite ones in in that series. And uh, I just think she, I think she's a really good actress. I, I don't recall seeing her anything ever before, but I, I think she's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I actually ran into Rose um, this weekend. Yeah, we went to an awesome thing. Yes. It's Harry Potter. My wife wanted the new book, and I wanted to go to Barnes and Noble. So yeah, I got the yeah, book. I saw the Sorting Hat. How did so? Which which house did you get thrown into, or which? Uh, oh, I'm I did Hufflepuff. Not get sorted. Why didn't you get sorted? Because you were taking a picture of me with the hat. Oh, true. Then you should have got sorted. But yeah, I'm uh, Hufflepuff. Y'all need to find out what you're oh. supposed to be. I know my life hangs in the balance. I just I haven't had the time to get sorted. Ugh, shame, shame. <laughs> I guess I picked up the book, and it's not really a a novel. It's a script. It's this. It's the special rehearsal edition script of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, parts one and two. Now that just means that it's probably not the final version of the script. It's sure because they change that stuff all the time with new shows. Now, I've gotten kind of far. I've gotten to um, Act 2, Scene 17 in Part 1 of the book. So I have, like, one scene, maybe two scenes. Oh, three scenes before I get to the end of uh, Part 1. Now, so I've done some theater before, and I've worked in theater, and I've seen some pretty awesome theater shows on Broadway and whatnot. But reading this script... It takes me out of it a bit sometimes because I have to stop and go, wait, how in the hell 
do you stage that? Like, there's so many different things in this that I'm like reading it as a book, and then I stop and I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way you can stage this crap. Like, I know you get like, they probably have a crazy budget. Yeah. And it's probably like millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. You know, and, but some of it, I'm like, what? So, not to spoil anything, but there's, like, a scene where a couple of the characters take Polyjuice Potion, right? And they end up as a couple of the other characters in the show. So, uh, they're doing the whole sneaking into the Ministry of Magic thing. So, the three of them are dressed up as other people with the Polyjuice Potion. They're go- trying to get into the Minister of Magic's office. And so, uh, as they're trying to do this, they hear two of the characters off stage that they're impersonating... Uh, tr- about to come onto stage. So, the amount of time where the two of them that get off stage to hide in the office come back on stage on the other direction is like five seconds. <laughs> Maybe even less. So, I don't know if they're just really good at booking it across a, you know, huge stage to make it to the other side so that they can get back on and come on as the actual people and not the polyjuiced people. But that's only one example. There's a lot of them in here that I'm just like. They use twins. They use twins. So. That I'm just like. And there's different. There's a bunch of. I guess they use a lot of special effects. Because I'm like. What? Yeah. I heard that. uh, That's what I heard. I heard that uh, Dumbledore's ghost was played by that uh, Tupac hologram. So. (laughs) So That's what I was going to ask. Because I'm. You know. I saw all this coming out. And you know. I don't keep up with. With Harry Potter, I'm not a. I mean, I love love the shows and stuff. I've seen a few of them. I haven't seen all of them yet, but um, one of these days I'll sit down and do it. But you know, I think they're great. But so what you're saying is this is a rehearsal script for an actual play. It's not yes. for a new movie. Correct. And not only is it the rehearsal skip script for one play, but it's in two different parts, which means that they're going to have a showing of one part from whatever time to whatever time. And then do a showing of part two from whatever time to whatever time, which is a terrible idea. It doesn't work in theater. Like, it just doesn't. I've seen people try to do it before, and it doesn't work. Because it's not the same as a theater where, a regular movie theater where, you know, you can just go to any old theater and watch, you know, part one of Harry Potter and then part two of Harry Potter when it comes out later. This is a, a, a very specific show in, like, one or two different locations, so you have to plan a trip to London to go see the show if you want to see it. But then you have to plan a second trip to go see the second part if you want to see the whole thing. So it's just – it's not a good idea. And it, I doubt they're having trouble selling those tickets though. Right, right? yeah. And I, I understand How, I, well, that. Well, you're going to have a lot of locals that are going to be there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At the same time though, it's just not a good business model for theater shows. It's well, never I, really I, worked I, I get that. But I think for Harry Potter it is. Well, what is the what is the time frame for the? I mean, how long is it going to play? Days, weeks, whatever before they oh, actually I, do the. I second don't part? actually know. A lot of times, well, that's the thing. Like, it'll usually go if they don't have a set schedule for it. A lot of times, they just show it until it stops getting popular, and then they're like, "Okay, in two or three weeks, we're not going to be doing this show anymore, and we're going to move on to something else." Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but I would imagine that it would be popular for a long, long, long time. Like, so, depending on how good the show actually is on stage, and it doesn't turn into, like, Spider-Man or something like that. Um, but, 
And then they have to make room for the second one. So it just, I don't know, it's weird. The whole two-play thing, it's awkward. Doesn't really work well. It'll probably work in this case just because Harry Potter's so popular. But it, I'm sure it's pretty disappointing for people who would love to see the show, but who can't plan two trips to London to go see the show, you know? it's like Well, eh. that's why I think they let the book out. I mean, I think that's why the book's out. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's why the book's out. But reading it, I'm just like, you know, this is not written, like, it's it's in script form. But the more I read it, I'm like, this is not written for, for stage. This is just a book. It should just be a book. You know, maybe, maybe we should all get a script. The script and like act out a scene on a next I guarantee podcast. you that's going to happen oh. next. I know oh. it is. Oh, it, somebody's going to be we doing this. To. Community theater is going to be. Yeah. Well, free that's theater. the thing. Like, you can't. Like, for th- free theater, yes, you could probably do something. But um, a lot of plays, when you want to get the rights to them, they're restricted um, until they're. Like, on shows that are on Broadway, you can't get the rights to. Shows right. that are out touring, you can't get the rights to to play them. Like you might be able to do it for free, but I don't know. There's, it's kind of iffy for, especially for new shows, uh, about what you can or can't do. Like we I, could, I, I we could totally do well. over our podcast. We could totally do a funny little <laughs> scene, but like having somebody, um, but they, you won't be able to get like any theaters in the area to do it. No, right. I, no. yeah, and that's not what I was saying. But I was, I was just saying, thinking it might be kind of fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, would we get in trouble for that? Is, would we, would we be like, is there like a disclosure deal in there that says you will not read this so. over a podcast? I don't think If it doesn't, it's game on. I think one scene would probably not get us arrested. If it does get us arrested, it means we've made it. Yeah, because we're not well, making we'll any famous. money off of it. As long as the podcast isn't in any way making us money, I think we'll right. be fine. Right, right, right. As right. We did, but I mean, like, not I don't think enough important people listen to us yet to... Listeners, if any of you know if there's a law that will break if we act out one of the scenes, let us know. But just so you guys know, it, this show is very angsty. So far, it's it's very uh, reminiscent of book five. If, uh, neither of y'all have re- have you? I know no. Desmond hasn't. If um, have you read the books, Kern? No. Okay, well, other listeners out there who have read the book will understand that it's very reminiscent of book five. There's a lot of family angsty drama happening in it. So I'm still not sure if I'm in love with it yet. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, but I'll, I'll see I'll see the more I read if I, if I like it better or not. You know, the surprise, though, out of this book so far, you know who the best character is? Ron. Nope. Well, Ron's pretty funny. But uh, Scorpius, Draco Malfoy's kid. Oh, he's freaking hilarious. He's like the comedic relief of this show. It's very weird. Heck yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine this not becoming a movie only because they've done the other movies. Yeah, and being there at that release. I mean, it was a four-hour get-together for the release. And Rose, you were working in it. I was walking around. They were in the Barnes and Noble, which was just one location in our town. There were what three hundred people. Yeah, lined up for it was this a book ton. at midnight. So I just can't imagine that they would be like, you know what? We definitely shouldn't make a movie out of this ever. Maybe not now. Yeah. Maybe not next year. But maybe after all the other people that need to be in it, their schedules clear up. I I think it's going to happen. I don't see it not happening. 
Yeah, it was it was very I was surprised that like even after all this time where we haven't really granted Fantastic Beasts and where to find them is coming out this year. But, you know, it's been so long since the last Harry Potter book and the last Harry Potter movie. So I was very surprised how many people were just it's just, you know, it's for a lot of people, it's just so ingrained in their childhoods that it's like a part of you now. And so, of course, you're going to go see, you're going to go get the new one, and you're going to go do whatever, and you're going to have fun hanging out with other Harry Potter nerds and, and, and getting it, sorted. And Yeah, and it's a serious yeah. community. Like, yeah. I didn't think it oh, was yeah. that serious. I mean, my wife, don't get me wrong, you know, she's sitting over here in her robe with her alumni shirt and her wand. But I'm like, okay, that's my wife. I know she's into it. We go there. I'm expecting people to be waiting in line. I'm expecting some kids that are just getting into it, parents that like it. And I get there, and almost everyone, everyone is dressed up. Mm-hmm. Insane. Very cool. Insane. Never seen anything remotely like that, even at Star Wars openings. And that that's how crazy it was. So, I don't yeah. know. Very cool. It was pretty, it was awesome, and it was a fun time, so I'm glad I went and helped out, but it was really exciting. Yeah. Well, I have yeah. I have one piece of news. We talked about this a little bit, um, either last episode or the episode before. They kind of blur together in my head sometimes. Uh, <laughs> no Man's Sky is coming out, and apparently oh, yeah. it was leaked. Apparently, I say, because uh, what I'm about to say next hurts my soul a little bit. Apparently, it is bad. Now, I'm saying this because one person on Reddit that I'm aware of said that they got their hands on a copy from eBay and they've been playing it and it's full of bugs and nothing's there that they promised. And it's going very much in the Pokemon Go sort of way. They're like, Uh oh, "Oh, they didn't really finish it and there's things they're working out and there'll be patches. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know it can't live up to the hype. Everyone's been hyped about this game for almost... Like two, two and a half years. I don't remember when it was announced, but whenever it was announced, it's been hyped since then. I've been waiting a solid year for it. And it's crazy to think that they're saying, oh, there's all these bugs. There's all this, you know, travel. You're supposed to, one of the big things is finding the center of your galaxy and stuff. And they were able to do it in like 30 hours. So it's crazy to think that this game is not going to live up to the hype because really it's the only interesting thing that I know that's coming out right now. That has the whole community hyped. I wish Chris was here because he would definitely know, you know, what else is out there. But on my radar, this was it. And I'm even iffy about getting it just because it's getting bashed so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds a little, little worrisome. Yeah. Yeah, especially with all the hype leading up to it and then now. Yeah, I just wonder how um, credible that stuff is. Yeah, and that's, that's what everyone's saying. They're saying, oh, it's just a beta... Or, you know, he didn't have it because it's a cracked version, stolen version. Oh, because there's not support. Oh, because there's not other people. Because of all this stuff, there's all these reasons that it could be wrong. So mm-hmm. I'm holding right. out hope and they'll definitely get my money. I just don't know if it'll be launch or not. So, um, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping. Definitely, you can definitely wait, you know, for after the release. Just kind of feel it out. I honestly might happening. wait like two days just to see if anyone else co- you know corroborates what he's saying. Because if it's right. even decent enough to play, and people are like, it's not up to the hype. Of course not. But it's good, then I'm going to jump in and devote right. hours of my life to it for no reason. But that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just uh, researching real quick, and I, I don't mean to change the subject. Oh, but go we ahead. were talking about 
you know, a little bit about the Ghostbusters and remake and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I cannot believe what I'm, what I'm reading right here. Have you guys seen the Channing Tatum and Jillian Bell to star in the Splash remake? Did you say where Channing Tatum, Tatum is going to play a merman and oh, Jillian Splash. Bell will basically play, yeah, will play basically Tom Hanks, the, you know, the scientist part? No. No. I just think I is that saw for real? that. Bro, um, I'm going to break some bad news here. They've announced that they're going to remake The Rocketeer. That's the bad news. The twist is, with a female lead, that. I, I don't even I understand. Don't, I just don't understand. I mean, okay, if you want to remake, okay, that's fine. I understand. Okay, you're going to remake. But it just seems like it's just like very adamant about remaking uh, these films and then trying to gender bend everything, you know, to flip flop it just for the sake of flip flopping it. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if it works, it works. I'm not going to say anything about it. You know, we kind of talked about that in the past, you know, whenever my hang up on the new Battlestar Galactica, when it came out, how they depicted Starbuck right? and <laughs> how I, how I knew the original Starbuck. And so, you know, and I've even talked to artists and, you know, talked to them about, you know, comic artists and, uh, talking about how like uh you know you have a female thor or you have a, a character that was a uh, asian guy but now he's a white guy or he was a white guy and now he's a black guy or or whatever and you know almost a, i would say 75 percent of the artists that i've talked to says say you know they actually don't like changing those characters like that you know, if it was depicted as as a black guy originally, leave him a black guy. I mean, that's what he is. You know, I mean, that's the character. You know, if it was originally a woman, leave it a woman. If it was originally a guy, leave him a guy. You know, I mean, if you want to improve on it, improve on it. But you don't need to like you know flip flop. I don't know. You know, again, I don't know. It's to each his own. But you know, I don't know. It just seems like there's. It's just like we're going to get into a whole remake thing now, where it's just going to be like flip flopping. Yeah. You know, now now it's not remaking it because it it's like going to be worth the remake, but it's just for the sake of flip flopping the genders. I, I kind of wish they would do it the old school DC way, where it's just like an expanded family. Like, why can't we have Superman and Supergirl, and you know, Ace the Bat Hound and Robin and Nightwing? <laughs> like, can we not expand the universes instead of completely like refolding them into themselves every like ten years? Right. Like, yeah, Spider-Man's coming back, and it's lame when we could have Spider-Gwen. Right? Right. See, I, that's the thing, like, and that's part of the reason why it's, I feel like it's hard to get into comic books sometimes, because there's so many, just, there's, it's all just a giant cluster right now. Like, there's so many different, like, versions of the characters, and like, oh, this character is, like, this guy, but he actually died back here, and then... This one is a different version of him with, uh, you know, he has these kinds of powers instead. And I don't know. It just seems kind of weird the way they confuse everything. Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't understand some of it. But, you know, I mean, I just I I agree with the movie thing It's I don't care if it's female or male or color or whatever. I just don't want remakes when we could be expanding universes. It's kind of like Stargate. Why aren't we building off? Stargate and Star Trek both have a huge history. Now, given Star Trek has kind of worked out, but look at Star Wars. They're expanding the universe. They didn't go back and remake it. Yeah. Technically. I mean. Technically. Yeah, they're like, yeah, sure, we we haven't, like, 
it's like, yeah, we haven't really expounded on Han Solo's youth before, so we're going to look a little bit into that. And it's like, okay, so we're going to look a little bit into this section of the timeline with, uh, like, in between the third and the fourth movie. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of nice to see that that's happening instead of, like, let's remake one through three since they weren't good. You know, yeah. and it's like, okay, we understand they weren't good, but you can just leave them alone. Like, we- <laughs> well, and I think I think the reason why Star Wars has worked so well is because it isn't crammed down your throat every time you turn around in regards to a TV series or a movie or something like that. And so that's really what I I hope doesn't happen is I hope that it doesn't saturate so thick that as a Star Wars fan, I just get tired of it because, you know, it, it's one of those things It's almost kind of like, you know, I don't know if you've ever had C's candy, but, uh, you know, C's candy is a really good candy and you can't just get it anywhere. So like whenever you do come across it, you're like, you eat it and you're just like, Oh, this is really, really great. <laughs> and then when you're away from it, you know, it's almost like an in and out burger to some people or something like that. You know, you don't, you don't run around it all the time. So whenever you are around it, you just love it and then you miss it and you can't wait till the next time it comes you know, that you're around it. And this is kind of the way Star Wars is for me. And I just hope it doesn't saturate because they just, just start bombarding us with all this stuff to where it just becomes like, okay, yeah. uh, it's now going to be about, you know, Boba's Fett, Boba Fett's granddad, you know, or some kind of shit, you know, I mean, I just, <laughs> I just hope it doesn't go that, go that direction, you know? Yeah. Also, Boba Fett's granddad had a really cool story in the E. Okay. <laughs> so this is a little off topic, but it is a little bit of a news bit. Apparently, uh, Niantic, they had their Twitter, their Twitter got hacked. Be- well, not really hacked. It was, they guessed the password because the password was no pass. Okay. To their Twitter. Nice. It's like, good job, guys. So apparently it got, it got, uh, hacked and, uh, some of the the uh, comments was stop cheating to find Pokemon, you lazy effers. Please stop refunding Pokecoins. I need to eat. Well, <laughs> um, is it is it is it considered cheating if I'm sitting in a staging area on a uh, quad, just putting around in circles while I have my app open to uh, get no everything's no everything's legal. <laughs> Everything is legal. <laughs> and they, that's what it should be. That's what I was doing today. I was just like driving. I'm sure if anybody like drove by the staging area <laughs> and then they see me <laughs> all geared up and and I'm just like on this quad doing circles with my phone in my hand. And every once in a while I'd stop because there'd be a Pokemon and then I would do the little ball thing and everything. And then I'd start rolling again. You know, <laughs> just like going in circles. <laughs> oh. But they they went on and they were like, we'll fix our game once Harambe is brought back to life. That uh, gorilla that got shot at the zoo because that kid fell into the... (laughs) That's what it kind of feels like. (laughs) It's like the next upcoming update of Pokemon Go introduces a new and much more anticipated team to fight for. And it has like all of the different, like the three teams with the leaders and they have the silhouettes. And then next to it, it's got a green one with a silhouette of a gorilla and it says Team Harambe. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, apparently uh, <laughs> their Twitter got hacked because their they didn't Twitter have Twitter needs to get hacked and <laughs> didn't have. 
Somebody else. Oh, and they did a, our next update. We will remove any indication of how much you must travel to hatch your eggs. F you. Yeah. That's how it's, <laughs> that seems like what's going to happen. It's like, oh, the eggs are different colors. You'll just walk until they hatch. I yeah. think that's going to happen. I mean, so basically, I okay, game. so they, they got rid of the tracking right now. And I mean, I right. I think it's pretty because it. it wasn't working, and I think it was pretty obvious yeah. that they are going to fix it. But whenever they took it, they took it off completely. People freaked out, but they took it off because those other apps like PokeVision and stuff were using the what they had up as their tracking to uh, pinpoint the Pokemon and put them up where they were. So PokeVision and other apps were using their uh, their information from their servers to uh, show you where the tracking was, which was kind of cool because then you could look at it since the tracking wasn't working. But at the same time, it was other third-party people using the uh, the Pokemon Go app to make their own apps, which is not cool in the end. So, I don't know. People no, are really that happens upset all the about time. it. Yeah, but people are really upset about it. But I think that, you know, we just need to get over the fact that it's not going to work great right away and they're still working it, on fixing it. I mean, it. but the issue I have is this. They took away the functionality and then they said, stop making our game functional. How dare you? And well, they took I that away. Think, I think it was more of a, don't use our game. It's our game. Please stop it. I mean, but and stop making it functional. It wasn't like they were ripping off the game and you could download another version of Pokemon Go. It was a feature that they didn't have working that somebody said, hey, I fixed it so people will use your game. And when the trackers were up, I have to say this, they didn't have one and a half stars. And they also didn't have massive recalls for coins. So, That's I mean, yeah, true. maybe you're right. But I think in the long end, they've hurt themselves. And their Twitter getting hacked, I really have no pity for because they weren't using it. They, they refused yeah. to communicate with, with any of us. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was out this weekend at the parks doing it still. I still love the game. I'm still going to play it. I took over a gym today, but Niantic has been crap. I mean, they are absolute shit at communicating anything, not in the update text, not on their website. They just took tracking off the website like that helped. And yeah. then on Twitter, they didn't, they didn't say anything. They don't respond to anything online. They, they did a panel and they were just like, well, that's how it is. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of suck at communication. I don't know. They, I don't know why they haven't like hired someone to be their social media person because they definitely need it. They could just give the janitor literally the Twitter handle and just be like, hey, we're going to fix the game. It's taking time. Sorry about that. And it would be better than what we get yeah. now, which is minor text edits. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I want to see when I log in. Oh, come on. <laughs> or we Please took off trackers. Pass. Yeah, no, right. I'm saying like, okay, you took off trackers and you, you know, you're nerfing Pokemon. That's fine. But at least say, hey, we took the trackers offline and we're asking third parties not to because as long as they're using the data, we can't fix the issue. Say that. Even if it's a right. lie, say it. Make people think you're paying attention. I mean, I know that's horrible and they should really fix it because people are really paying and people are really playing and investing time. But they made it a free game, so they can't be mad about that. I just yeah, the communication and the overall like just general direction of the game is horrible. It's worse than a Kickstarter campaign, and it bums me out because I mean we all played Ingress and I played this game, but they they've been horrible at it, and I 
I have no sympathy for them and this game right now because they need to fix it or they need to at least say they're going to fix it or explain why they can't. Yeah. Like they that's the thing. And I'm definitely not going to um I'm definitely not going to defend them on that one because their communication does really suck. And yes, it's understandable for a game not to work really well at first, but at the same time, you know, explain that through social media. Be like, hey guys, sorry this is still not working, blah, blah, blah. We're working on it, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because even though it's a free game, there's still business there to where people can purchase mm-hmm. things in game. So, you know, you still, you can't just sit there and cop out and say, it's a free game, so I don't know why everybody's complaining. No, because there's people that are actually making purchases. I just like how lucky Nintendo got in all this because they made a ton of bank at the beginning because it was so popular. And they said, hey, look, we really don't make money off of this. So they lost some and it went down. And now that it's bombing, they've got this whole, hey, we told you, we're really not, we're really not tied to it. We're not making money off of it. So we're not losing money off of it. And it's like, oh, so they still got a nice bump. I imagine I didn't go look. Right. So the stock went up, and then it's like, we're not really making money off this. And the stock went down, and they're like, we're really not making money off this. And so their stock kind of leveled back up. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> nope, we're we are not crapping on this one, guys. I know these are some Nintendo-class moves, but we're not the ones doing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Okay, now that I'm all fired up, I guess we should unleash the beast that is our main topic. We've been super lazy. In answering all of the Nerd Podcast Mafia crisis questions. So the way that this works is um, all of our brethren in the Nerd Podcast Mafia, the ten of us, we all ask each other questions every week. One question a week from each of the podcasts. So Wizard, Cult 45, um, Convo Comics Cast, Fans on Patrol, Back Issue, Dorks of All Trade, uh, who Geek Yogurt, Us... I'm forgetting people, superhero speak, and someone else who I'm very sorry for that I can't think right now because not your father's has gone to my head. So, <laughs> we've all asked each other questions. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's a vanilla cream. So, hopefully you will, cracking a bottle, you will forgive me. Um, so, our first question comes from somebody whose name I didn't write down. Uh, thinking back to your first episode, are you happy about how things have progressed? Anything you would have changed in the past, and any big things that you have aims for in the future. Who wants to tackle that? No, I'm happy with how we've progressed. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wish, it's, it's, you know, we have our, our things, like, yeah, Kern had to move to California, whatever, and our schedules are kind of wonky, but at the same time, like, I'm really glad that we're still keeping it going, and so I'm really happy that we're still doing this almost every week, every other week at least, and now hopefully every week. So right. I'm really happy with it. Right. No, I agree. I, I think we've, you know, I think we've gained obviously some listeners, and um, since you know we didn't just like jump into the uh, uh, mafia, you know, the podcast mafia, you know, we. We started out and we started doing our recordings and stuff. And then the next thing you know. So, yeah, I think we've made some connections and some friends along the way. And we've talked about some pretty cool topics. And I think we've gained a few listeners. And I mean, I think it's been pretty cool. I, yeah. You know, I hope we I hope we can grow, you know, even more than 
what we are right now and maybe reach a few more people. And I don't know. I just hope we're entertaining for people. That's my main thing. Right. Hopefully we're talking about entertaining things and we make you smile every once in a while or maybe make you mad to where you want to send us a hate mail or something. But uh, any of those options. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you're listening, that's all that matters. We don't make money from this. So all we get are likes and imaginary uh, Facebook and Twitter points. Plus, it's just, it's very, like, therapeutic just to talk about the stuff that you enjoy and express your opinions on it. Whether someone's listening or not, it's still a great feeling. And I think that ties into how I'm happy with We Progressed. You know, uh, at first, I was kind of caught up in the numbers and going back to the first episode. I think the, the only advice, if I could time travel back and give myself, would be don't worry about the numbers. Worry about the content. And that's a lesson, I think, to anybody out there. Because even right now, as we go into, what is this, episode 16, which is one more than what most podcasts listen to, I mean, listen to, last to, um, (laughs) it's what we, uh, it's what we didn't, I don't think we set out with a goal of saying we have to get to 16. It's what we came to, and we've kind of naturally progressed here. And yeah, we went to weekly, back to bi-weekly, now back to weekly, but it's been fun, and we've had to figure out a lot of things that have made us better, I guess, as a podcast and as hosts. So I, I don't think I would change anything about the show itself, but maybe how no, I view it. I agree. It. Yeah. I agree with what, what Rose said too, because you know, the the kind of what spawned this whole thing was, was us just sitting around round tabling about uh Star Wars seven and you know, it's like we're gonna talk about this nerd stuff anyway. Let's record it and put it out there. Right. You know, basically. And so yeah, I mean, it, it gives us that outlet to to talk and and really hear each other's opinion, maybe disagree, stuff like that. I mean, I'm I think it's great, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm glad we're still doing this. You know, I don't care, I don't care if it ends tomorrow or we're doing it 116 episodes deep. You know, right? I'm I'm glad we did it, and yeah, yeah. This is actually our sixth month. This will be our sixth month episode, guys. Woo! Yeah. So we've made it this far. Uh, what about the future? <laughs> What do you guys have, want to see in the future? I want to see, well... Sponsorship us, from Doritos? I want to see us nah. keep doing this, obviously. <laughs> but I also would love to see us do more conventions. I, I think yes. I would like to be more involved with the conventions. I don't really... I mean, this is my personal... Because of my personality here, my personal views. I don't really care about going to a bunch more conventions. I care about being more active. In the ones we do go to, like I've been kind of the naysayer on panels and I've actually warmed (laughs) up to the idea that if we make it around to a full year, why wouldn't we do panels? We may not be the best, but we have experience. It's even if, even if we bomb, it's like, guys, this is what we did wrong. That's useful. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And panels mean, I, I I would, I love to do panels because, uh, Especially at uh, some of the the bigger conventions, if we can get to some, because uh, I have a friend who did a panel last year at uh, at Acon, and you get to get him free, and you all you do is you spend sure. like half an hour to an hour talking at one panel, and you've got the whole weekend. Blah blah blah, me me me, blah, <laughs> right? Blah, blah. And then it's all fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I just thought that it would be good, especially because. I looked at some of the panels that were at our local ones in like Hub City and uh, in Digicon and stuff. And I'm like, some of these guys are probably on our level. Some are a little bit above. But the majority of these guys are not. I don't say that with like any cockiness or arrogance. I say 
that with. They have three episodes. They obviously record um, in a different way than we do. Not that our quality is great, but there's definitely technical issues. And not only that, while we might be clustered around what we're going to do in the flow of our show, at three episodes and like 10 fans, I don't think you're ready to do a panel. I know we weren't. No. Because no. I don't think we're that, like we're maybe 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 ready now, but like this maybe only thing. for a little one. Yeah, but let me let me play this angle at you because this is something that I wanted to do last year at uh, Yellow City Comic Con, or it might have been Amicon. I don't recall which one, but it was last year, and I had actually contacted the people that that ran it because I'd already talked to a lot of the local artists that were local and art and some other artists that were actually traveling in uh, to the event. Uh, to do a, a panel to where I actually run the panel and the artists are the guests. And we basically do, you know, I've got like a whole list of questions that I've already got out there that we get them to discuss about their work, how they got started, where they're going, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then also to have people ask questions and actually run it like a pretty organized panel to where, you know, these people that are sitting there like, uh, artists that are saying, man, I'd, I'd like to see about getting into this or even writers, something like that, you know, and then they can talk to these people, you know, and hear their story. And these may not be people that are, you know, Stan Lee level, but they've got some artwork out there and they're doing some work and they're making money at it. And that's the step, you know, you don't just draw your first piece. And the next thing you know, you've got DC comics calling you up wanting to do the next right. cover, you know, of Superman. You know, so um, and I wanted to do that. And that's what I'm saying. I would love for us to do also something like that where maybe we could host a panel. And, you know, so we, we might not necessarily have to discuss a podcast panel. We could, but we could even just host a panel. You know, I think we, we've got enough knowledge around the, the, the four of us that kind of like goes in different directions that, you know, we could I think we could have a pretty interesting panel, actually. I mean, not to you throw know, shade. We, we had the right guest. But I'm pretty sure we could do better than TBD. So. <laughs> to be <laughs> I, determined. I mean, yes, when I you agree. print that on your passes, it's not a good look. <laughs> um, so, okay. We have another question. This one comes from us from our Convo Comics cast. What is up? I've been over there. It was a cool show. Um, what comic couple are you or would you like your relationship to be like? So, if you're in a relationship... Or if you're not in a relationship and you'd like to be one, we're all in relationships. Uh, what what comic couple would you want it to be? How would you model it? Either are you or would you want? Oh, oh man. I know, right? That's what I, I said. I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember this I question. Don't I don't know if even I want any of the comic book relationships. Like, most of them because of the need for, you know, drama – in a in a sh in a comic, a lot of them are actually quite terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, even I mean, even Peter Parker and Mary Jane aren't perfect, and you know, nobody's relationship's no. going to be perfect. But he's got that radioactive splooge that killed her. <laughs> like exactly, oh like I God. don't want that. I don't want my relationship no, don't to want be that. like that. <laughs> I don't want to die of radioactive. No. Sperm yeah. cancer? You he, know? He's, he's definitely not shooting blanks there. <laughs> no. no, depleted uranium <laughs> rounds in the barrel. Uh -huh. 
I don't, oh. I, I'm going to go like a totally against the grain because I, I, I don't know, you know, but for me, I'm not, I'm not going to go with the comic per se, but I'm going to go with the comic movie. And I like the depiction and it was prior to Deadpool, but I like the, the depiction of, of Ryan. Uh, oh man, my mind went blank of, uh, Ryan's character prior to becoming Deadpool and his girlfriend when they hooked up, they had that passion and it was just like, they just, couldn't get enough of each other. And I know that's not necessarily that was in the Deadpool comic. I don't know if it was or not. I'm not a huge Deadpool comic fan, but it was in the movie. And I thought yeah. that was sexy as hell, you know? And I was just like, <laughs> they just couldn't get enough of each other, you know? So it was just like totally hot, you know, not, not like, you know, porno hot where it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, look at that. <laughs> but it was just, I just thought it was pretty sexy. You know, I just was like, man, cool. Yeah. dude. Like it was very passionate. Like yeah, exactly. Passionate. I guess that's the word that I'm trying to say, you know, is you just can't get enough of each other. You're just like all over each other all the time, you know, and it's like, you know, no matter whether it's the first two weeks that you're together or it's 20 years down the road, you still got your hands all over each other, you know, like it's the first time you, you know, got to make out or something, you know, and that I thought that was cool the way they depict that. And so for me, it would have to be that from the Deadpool movie, even though that's not my kind of a cop out on the answer, but anyway, I don't that's think that's a I cop out. Think. It's a comic couple. I mean, they're not from comic books. Um, geez, I I'm sitting here and all I can think is storm and Wolverine, like comes the closest to my actual relationship. I don't know. Um, you know, I kind of like the romance between, uh, rogue and gambit. Yeah. I could handle that. I could handle that level. of. Uh, <laughs> understanding me i mean because there's a lot of control there and there's a lot of anger but there's also a lot of passion and love maybe that's it uh, uh yeah i think I, I i'm torn because i'm like i don't really care about like you said peter parker and mary jane isn't my thing uh reed yeah. richards and sue isn't my thing uh none of it is none of it really makes me think of anyone that i no, there's just there's no real couples I look at. I mean, as far as friendship goes, I think we're probably uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, but that's that's probably the truth of it. Maybe Galactus, because like uh, I eat a lot, so my wife was always having to go find food for me. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've never really found a good one that I've been like, yes, that's a great relationship, and I would love that. But I don't know. I can't really. Can't really think of one, so I think I'm I'm a I'm a blank on this one. I'm gonna uh, abstain from that. You have to abstain. Well, that's fine. We can do it. We we still have a few more to go, so we'll just power through. Rose will have the right. first one on this one. If you Sweet. could be a part of any Marvel comic book team, which would you choose and why? And that's from the Dork <laughs> of All Trades. Uh, X Men because the mutants are the best, obviously. That was really concise. <laughs> like you're just like, obviously. Would you be a particular X Men, or would you have your own like powers and good induct? <sighs> well, uh, my favorite superhero is Pixie, and she's my f- uh, obviously going to be my favorite X Men as well. I really like her. I think her background's really cool, and uh, she's just a fun character. And she's had a lot of really kind of crappy stuff happen to her, but she's always been mostly positive. So I really like her, but I don't know, you know, I might be my own person as well. I don't know. Um, you know, I guess you just let the X genes decide what your powers are though, but I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. X-Men for sure. Um, you know, I don't know because 
you know, I am kind of a loose cannon when it comes to some things, you know. So, you know, if I had like superhero powers and and I was going around, you know, being a part of the team, I would pretty much have the attitude of like, you know, I'm just going to kind of do what I want to do type deal. You know, and, you know, I might be, I might have to follow the rules to an extent, but I'm also going to be a loose cannon at the same time. And so I, I really don't know who I would fit into the best with that, but I, I want to say, I don't know if I would be a particular character themselves or if I would be my own character within that team, but I would have to say like Suicide Squad, you know? Well, that's DC. Like that. So maybe like, yeah. uh, oh, you said Marvel. You said Marvel, didn't you? Yeah. So maybe, yeah. but maybe like an X Force oh. or X Factor type. Yeah. Deal? Yeah. Sorry, I was. No, I you're okay. You I mean, yeah. it's all fair. That's how you view yourself. Nothing's wrong with that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, something like that within the Marvel universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, because yeah, I would, I would just kind of like, I might follow rules to an extent, but man, I'm just kind of gonna, I'm gonna go rogue every once in a while and just do what needs to get done. Maybe you could be one of, uh, was it Deadpool's mercs for money? <laughs> right. I, I think if I could pick one to be with, um, you know what? It would be the Defenders, like the real Defenders, not the TV show uh, Defenders, like Doctor Strange and the whole, you know, Black Knight and stuff. I, I I would do that. I think that would be cool because, like, Daredevil would visit and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd meet Moon Knight <laughs> and, like, Howard the Duck and things. I, I'd be down Howard for, like, the that. Duck. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that because it's kind of like dark and moody and street level. And that's the ones that draw my attention. And I think if I was doing anything, that would be it. Because I don't think I could take being an X-Men and like having to listen to Cyclops. Like I'd want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I think a lot of X-Men do punch Cyclops in the face though. So uh, you'd be, you'd be which right is there like with incredible, him. It's incredibly dangerous, right? Because he has like the ruby quartz and it's like, if you break that. Lasers to the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not the wisest move, but you're right. He's such a jerk that people are like, it's worth it. <laughs> I'll take the risk. Punch. Um, oh, you know, I think I did think of a good romance. Oh. Uh, I, I totally forgot about this one because it's so weird, especially with the new movies out and everything. But Kitty, Kitty Pride and Star-Lord. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I like that comic, actually. It's kind of fun and like... Kitty gets to go and rescue Star Lord, and I've always thought that was kind of cool. Um, I've always been like into the whole "I get to rescue people" sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that that's 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 the one for me right there. That's cool. Very I like cool. that. That's a good answer, Rose. Dang. Yeah, it's a really good answer. I was like, oh wait, yeah, they did a thing, and yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we got we got two more. Let's see if we can power through them here. Not okay. waste people's times. Uh, times, yes. People have multiple times. times. There, there. <laughs> see if we can see if we can power through these and not waste people's time. Um, Geek yogurt wants to know what is your favorite comic book story or arc? Arc or art? Arc. C. Ooh. Arc. Charlie. Okay. Story arc. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Alpha Romeo Charlie. Yes. Klingon. I- I think, I think it would be between I really like the limbo arc that happens uh in I think it's new X-Men um it happens right after House of M and it's got the few X-Men pixies in it which is probably why I really like it 
but it's got some of the few X-Men that still have, uh, or some of the few mutants that still have that are still powers. Powered. Yeah. And they get sucked into limbo, uh, and they meet, uh, Dark Child, aka weird version of magic. And, uh, that whole arc is really cool. I also really liked the, uh, the, the hope, uh, arc, which they, that starts with like the Avengers versus the X-Men and goes all the way until, uh, like the Phoenix power shows up or whatever shows back up. That whole arc was pretty cool too. I'm thinking because I have, I know I have several <laughs> and I'm, I, I, it's hard to just pick one. I'm going to pick one, but it's because of personal attachment. I think that's fair. It's not like I can defend it against other ones. I know there's probably better critical thinking ones. Uh, Daredevil, Man Without Fear from Romita Jr. and Frank Miller. Mm. I love that story arc. It is the first one that I can remember where it blew my mind. I was like, oh, these comics aren't just comic book superhero craziness. They're stories. They're a different medium. They can be intense. They can be adult. They can be awesome. And I, I love it. I still have it. I have it autographed, actually. Like oh, nice. Books. Yeah, I have Frank Miller <laughs> and Romita um, autographed on them. So uh, that, personally for me, you can't beat it. And it's a great story. And if you're going to learn about Daredevil, um, if you like the TV show, anything like that, like it's definitely hardcore. But it's not so gritty that you can't get into it as a, I wouldn't say as a young child, but as a, a young reader. And it gives you some grounding in what to expect in comics as far as art and story and writing and dialogue. So that's yeah. why I recommend it, and that's why I pick it. Yeah, Nightfall is also good, but that's definitely not as critically well done. Okay. Um, oh. man, mine's mine's probably going to be a little bit newer, and um, it's it's actually from Valiant, and uh, it's it's Book of Death, and then uh, right along beside of it, they also released a companion. Uh, called Legends of the Geomancer. Are those good? Because I see Book of Death all the time, and I always want to pick it up, and I tell myself no. Yes, I thought I thought they were really good, Damn and they were basically kind of rewriting the Valiant timeline. And I'm not going to go into detail on it, but I thought it was pretty good. And and you know I'm I'll be the you know it's it's odd that you know that I'm part of this podcast and not being a comic nerd at the level of what some of you guys are. You know, I'm a nerd at probably a, a, as high level or higher level on other aspects, but comics are probably my weak point. But I really did enjoy, um, you know, there for a while I was doing comic reviews and I really dug, uh, dug that. I, I dug the Book of Death as well as the Legend of the Geomancer. Nice. That's cool. I'm going to check that out. I definitely want to mm. see where that goes because I know they did that reboot. Man, yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's good. And the, and some of the artwork was really really good. I mean, I'm just going to comment on that. It was really, I I really loved the artwork, and um, I thought it was a great story. So, yeah, I don't know. I have to check it out now. I'm sitting here thinking in my own head, like I should have should have picked it up the other day, but I got Rat Queens instead, and it was really good. All right, last question, guys. We're almost we're almost through this. We've almost survived. The crisis Ooh. may be averted if we can answer this last question. Oh, what is it? And it comes. It comes from the Nerdtastic Four. I, I actually uh, asked this question because Ker- well, Kern asked the first question. You remember uh, what would you do if you had Kilgrave's powers? Oh right. So we were up again. We were up oh, yeah, again. Yeah. So oh, I didn't get to hear everybody's <laughs> answers. And so we on were that. up again, and uh, I just was like, oh, we got skipped, and I uh, was going back, and I was like, oh, make something up on the fly. So you guys are gonna hate me. Um, 
If you could permanently kill off any fictional character or group, who would it be and why? If you could just not not wipe it out of existence, it still existed. Mm. But if you could just put a stop to it, like they killed Wolverine, if you could just go, okay, that's it, enough of you, you're done. Oh, this one's tough. Mm. Yeah, because it's not just it's not just comics, it's not just movies, it's anything fictional. Anything fictional. No killing real people. No killing real people. <laughs> Aww. Hmm. I don't have that kind of power, guys. Oh man. Yeah, that is that right? is pretty tough, man. That's why I said it could, it could do it. This is it. The, the skies could be permanently red. We could be yeah. we could be erased from history, folded into a pocket universe somewhere. No, we're not fictional. Right? <laughs> you can't erase us. I know, but but that's what happens when you fail now the crisis. You're, now you're question. saying you're saying no. character, character or group. You're, you're, you can you're wipe out all of the X Men or, or, or just or basically factions. You know what? I'm actually I'm going to go ahead and make my choice. Go do it. I would kill off. I would. I, I think I would permanently kill off Captain America. Oh, look! What? I love Captain America, but they don't know how to write for him anymore, and I don't see it getting any better. He can live <laughs> on in movies, but comic book Captain America is dead, and he should die in an awesome blaze of glory, saving the universe, and that should be it. I I don't I mean you know what I would even just take him going back to Nomad or something. Steve Rogers could live, but Captain America should die mm. because they don't know how to handle it and they're just ruining it. And he has a great legacy. Is it because of the Hydra um, thing <laughs> that they did recently? No, it, it's not. It's not because he had that. That's it's not because of that one particular thing. Because of course it played out, but that storyline has been building off of stuff from before, and it's all horrible. So I think I would just generally. Stop it. I think that Marvel needs to focus elsewhere, and they're only pushing him because movies are being made, so I just say stop. Hmm. I'm going to say Han Solo. Oh, wait. Ah, Sorry, no, but you could, you, could, you could kill off young Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, we'll kill off young Han Solo. There's no... <laughs> no, I'm just, no. I'm just playing. Oh, man. Ah, golly, that's, that's flipping hard, man. You know, I... I, I the only thing that like popped in my head, like like honestly, like right off the bat when you said that was Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. Just because they don't really do anything for me. I mean, I don't really have a good logical explanation like what Desmond had as far as like the writing and everything. <laughs> Logic. Um, I don't know. They just don't do it for me. <laughs> I mean, so they could like totally be gone, and I could never see another Fantastic Four movie or anything related to Fantastic Four. Even though we named Fantastic Four based off yeah. that, but it was only because of the freaking name kind of flowed. <laughs> yeah. It had nothing to do with actually being a fan of the Fantastic. No, Four. I don't think any of us are Fantastic Four fans. I actually hate the Fantastic right. Four as a comic entity. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd kill them off because they do lend themselves, but. I mean, you're right. You're, right. you're they right. You're right. Just you're like right. go retire somewhere in a freaking home or something. I'm just saying just, that you know, I, 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 they wouldn't be my choice because Steve Rogers, um, Captain America storyline right now, bugs the hell out of me. So, and mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling Rose is about to invent a time machine to go kill somebody off of the uh, <laughs> Hobbit trilogy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That would be funny. I didn't even think about that. But um, it's all fictional. Yeah, but no, I think that actually, and I might be a little presumptive or preemptive in pulling this proverbial trigger. But um, 
I'm going to go with, and this is kind of killing me a little inside, uh, Harry Potter and the, what? so, okay, but hear me out. I don't want to kill off the Harry Potter universe. I just don't want to hear any more about anyone from the original Harry Potter books. Like, I don't, the, the universe as a whole, I would love to explore more of, like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Sounds great. And I might be, this might be a preemptive thing because I'm just barely almost halfway through this book, but I don't like the direction it's going in. So I'm worried that it's like ruining the like idea of what it was to me. So right. I, I almost like want to say no more of that. I have a nice picture. It, it had a nice little story bow. It had a nice little bow on it. It was finished. It was tied in a nice little finished knot. And. I don't need any more of it to make it worse, maybe. So Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel about Captain America. Agreed. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not, I love the universe and I'd love to see more of other things in the universe. But as for the story of Harry and any of his family that's not like generations and generations past, I really don't want to see any more of. So I'm going to finish this book. You, you but don't want the prequels? N- no. <laughs> I mean, I you guess you don't want them to go back and show how his grandfather show baby Harry. was. His grandfather was a great wizard that eh, I, turned to the dark side and became a Death Eater. Oh God! <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I think that's going to be my answer there. Like I just everything ended so nicely, and that this is book is worrying answer. me, and I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to really see anymore. Yeah. Before it's ruined. Cool. cool. So I, I'm going to check outside real quick, but I think the crisis is averted. Oh. Uh, I think the skies have cleared and we are good to go. Awesome. Everything we answered all the questions. Cool. We answered all Yay. the questions that I'm aware of. So if anyone <laughs> says okay. we missed one and open all powers, I'm sorry. You were the one I forgot. Um, they can come find us on the social media, which is Facebook. I'm going to say slash Nerdtastic4. There might be a podcast. Google Nerdtastic4 will be there. Yeah. On Twitter, we are Nerdtastic4Pod, and you can find us at Nerdtastic4Podcast at Gmail if you wish to send us a lengthy message. So yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I've got I've got one thing that I want to throw out. Oh, there. what throw is it, Kurt? Um, you know, um, I came across this YouTube series. Oh. The other day, and uh, it's two seasons. Wait, is it a show? Bait. Yes, it's like a web series. Let, let me let me set it up. Let me set it up. Oh, yeah, it's like right. a web series, and so it's it's on YouTube, and uh, basically it it's season one and season two, and each episode is basically a little short. So it's a three to five minute long short, and the series is called Adult Wednesday Adams. Okay. So it is Wednesday Adams from. From the uh, Adams family, it's not, you know, uh, Ricci. Uh, what was her name? Christina uh, Ricci. Yeah, Christina right? Ricci. Yeah, it's so. not. It's not her. It's the lady that created. I, 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 she didn't create the character, but she created the uh, the series and possibly the idea. And she she does the writing on it, and she also stars in it. Is a lady named Melissa Hunter, and uh, I think the show was brilliant. And so if you get a chance to uh, YouTube Adult Wednesday Adams, 
It's basically her dealing with different things that people deal with on a daily basis, hmm. like uh, job interview, uh, talking to some people uh, that were looking for a roommate, dealing with guys that were catcalling. That sounds awesome. Her, uh, yeah. It, and I think, I don't know, I, I, I like the writing in it. I thought uh, Melissa did a great job depicting uh, Wednesday Adams. And I, I think it's a great, great little short uh, series. And each season is, uh, I don't know how many episodes it is, but it's roughly about, the whole season is only like, 20 to 30 minutes long. Oh, wow. So it's not like you got to sit there. Yeah. Like I said, each episode's a short. You know, we're talking like three to five minutes. And it's just, you know, you know, you know how hard it is to do a short film. And, and so, you know, to grab, to grab somebody in that three to five minutes, you know, cause there's sometimes when I've watched something for like 15 minutes in and I'm about ready to walk away and then it finally grabs me, you know, and then it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is now kind of cool, like an hour and a half later. But to, to grab that within that first, Three three to five minutes, right? And then you know, do that each episode. I thought it. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the the series. So if anybody has a chance to go out there, uh, you know, YouTube it. I don't know what the whole story is, but um, Melissa Hunter she posted a deal after season two that said that she wasn't going to be able to do any more of the series, right. and um, I don't I don't know what the whole reasoning is behind it. But uh, anyway, you'll. If you watch the series and you start at episode one and just let it run all the way through, it'll, it'll take you from episode one of season one to the end of uh, season one and then end of episode one of season two all the way to the end of season two. And then it also showed that little video where she's explaining, you know, that she's not going to be able to make Aww. it, make the, uh, you know, anymore. But it's it's really cool. I mean, I can't go on and on. I, I, I would love to be able for us to talk to her personally on this show. I don't know if we're you know, worthy enough for her or not, but I would love to be able to find out a little right. bit more yeah, personally no, be awesome. about what other, not only, you know, more about the Wednesday Adams, the idea, how it came to be so forth and so on, what prompted as far as like why she's not able to do it anymore, but also anything else that she's working on. Because like I said, I thought the writing was brilliant on that. So if you get a chance, check out adult Wednesday Adams, I think is awesome. And again, it's Melissa Hunter, uh, her uh, Twitter, if you want to include her, uh, to follow is at Melissa FTW. So that's M E L I S S A F T W. Nice. So is that anyway, is that the one where where people catcall her and she hires creepy dudes to stand outside their house to catcall yeah. them? Okay, I've seen that little bit. I think I thought it was just a screenshot, but I've seen that. Okay, so I'm gonna have to right. watch the whole thing because it sounds hilarious. Yeah, you need to watch it. It, it is. I think. It, I think it was well done. I think it was very well done. I'm gonna go check it out after this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right, that's all I got. <laughs> my recommendation for the week would be uh, go check out Colt 45, the movie podcast, because I was just on there. The episode just came out today, Sweet. and it's Samurai Cop, a horrible early '90s movie that looks like <laughs> it was shot in the early '80s. Oh my god! And I had <laughs> a lot of fun doing it, and hopefully, at some point, we can get those guys over here. Yeah. Um, it will definitely be explicit when we do, but, you know, <laughs> it's worth it. We try to keep it show clean, but every once in a while, we have to let our hair down. Yeah, get a few swears out. It's right. therapeutic. It is. Right? Got to let the F-bomb out of the bag every once in a while. <laughs> Rose, what about you? You got recommendations? 
my recommendation for the week is to relax, enjoy your life, take a bath every now and then, you know, relax. do something for Don't you, do treat it. yourself. <laughs> take a bath. Take a bath. Rose recommends you take a bath. You smelly podcast listeners. Is there anybody in particular that's directed? No, oh, wow. that, that's what I'm about. To I know go we spent some time together I enjoy, this weekend. But. I enjoy relaxing with a bath, so that's what I'm going to go do after this is over. So that's all I can think about. So go take oh. a bath, relax, enjoy yourself. Make it a bubble bath. Get like some fancy like little bubble cucumber bath. slices. Put on your eyeballs. You know. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, I point. Play that's, some, that's, play some you just music. Got totally weird. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Put a salad on your face and sit in a bubble bath. <laughs> that's right. That's what I heard too. Uh, I recommend keep playing Pokemon Go and exercise, and maybe read this Harry wrong. Potter book. Maybe it'll end up being pretty good. Maybe. Yeah, don't follow my example and ride around in circles on an ATV to uh, grind out the uh, walking distance. <laughs> Unless you have an ATV. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to, to stick the throttle and, and hold the handlebars to where I could just put the phone on there and just let it go out in circles all on its own while I just go. I don't do think that's very safe. Um, I'm about I'm about to nah. say the most Texan thing ever when it comes to how to handle this. I'm from Montana, raised in Texas, so here's how I'm going to handle it. Uh, I'm going to go put it on the horses and just put it around their neck and let them run for a while. Right. Oh my goodness! I, I totally. When I was doing this today, I started having flashes of Vine ideas, like where, like you have a little cute dog and you <laughs> put the phone with the Pokemon Go app in his collar, and like you just have him start fetching the ball back and forth yeah. and he's throwing it, you know. Or you know, have you seen the the video where the cat's on that little robot sweeper going all around? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. So you like put the phone on one of those little sweepers and just let it run all <laughs> over the house while you know just little stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm uh, putting it on the horse and I'm firing a gun. Oh, I also recommend. I also recommend liking us on Facebook because when we get to 500 likes, you're going to give away more stuff. Five stars. Right. Going to do some five stars. Stuff away. Going to give some more loot crate stuff away when we get to 500 likes. We're only at like a little over 100 now, so y'all need to step it up. But we have a long way to go. I mean, we start. We started from nothing. Now we're here. We'll be at the top soon. One day, uh, yeah. Which which we need, guys, because I, I hate to be the last bit of thing we're going to leave on is bad news. But uh, they cut the What's Hot chart down to only seventy podcasts, and we're not one of the top seventy no. podcasts. So we are no longer listed on What's Hot. Oh, come on! Oh. With about nine hundred other podcasts, so that's okay. I and I'm gonna have to change. I'm gonna have to change my freaking resume now. That's right. I, I mean, that's how we get into cons. <laughs> is we can tell people we are on the What's Hot chart now. Yeah, because we can't show yeah. them our Facebook likes. Hey, you remember that? Remember when we were on the What's Hot when it contained like four hundred thousand people? They had to freaking yeah. Drop that's it right. Four hundred thousand. We were. <laughs> Three hundred and ninety eight thousand four hundred and sixty two. But we worked hard to get there and uh I'm sad that it's gone. No. Uh but we still need those five stars because uh you know, we haven't we're not charging, we're not we're not asking for anything, we don't want anything but your time. It may be a few laughs and yelling. Um and your firstborn son. Right. And the only way we can oh, get support sorry. from other locations is <laughs> if we if we can raise, you know, ads and stuff. So hopefully you guys will give us a like, give us a follow, give five stars. You. Really need those five stars so we can do stuff. Um, get some ads on here and go places, and maybe we'll be at a con near you. How awesome would that be? 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm Desmond. I'm Rose. I'm Kern. I'm Kern. <laughs> <laughs> We've been your hosts. You've been awesome. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.